going to just share a devotional thought, and then, and then we'll go back over to uh, Pastor James. Um, so in, in our first devotional thought, I want to share a story. I think I might have shared this a, a, a couple of years back, but I, I just thought it was a great reminder, you know, opening up, thinking about Thanksgiving. And again, I just want to invite you to just get a posture of um, kind of chilling in the living room, the fireplace is going, you know, just focusing in on the Lord. I'm just kind of getting in on, okay, so let's Thanksgiving. Lord, talk to me about being thankful. And uh, Rudyard Kipling, uh, the famous writer and poet, um, unlike many old writers, Kipling was one of the few who had opportunity to enjoy success while he lived. Many others, it was not until after they passed that, you know, their notoriety grew. Uh, and he also made a great deal of money at his trade. And so one time a newspaper reporter came up to him and said, Mr. Kipling, I just read that somebody calculated that the money you make from your writing amounts to over $100 a word. Mr. Kipling raised his eyebrows and said, really, I certainly wasn't aware of that. And the reporter cynically uh, reached down into his pocket and pulled out a $100 bill and gave it to Kipling and said, well, here's a $100 bill, Mr. Kipling, now you give me one of your $100 words. And he looked at the $100 bill for a moment. He took it and folded it up and put it in his pocket and said, thanks. <laughs> and you want to know what? He's right. You know, if we want to talk about words that are more valuable than other words, uh, that would be true for the word thanks. Uh, so for, for uh, our reflections, if we want to put it that way tonight, I want to look mainly at two verses that we'll go back to. Ephesians 5, verses 19 and 20, says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always, always giving thanks to the God, to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I just want to point out there, uh, we are encouraged, we're instructed, always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the second verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So Paul's main subject here, you know, in each of these verses is uh, praise, thanksgiving. Uh, notice other important words in these two uh, passages, the words always, continually, in all circumstances. So he's talking about a continual attitude uh, for Christians, for believers, an attitude of the heart uh, and how we are to be uh, toward the Lord and toward each other. Um, you know, but how many would wonder, you know, as we hear things like in all circumstances, how many would wonder, can we really have that attitude continually? you know, especially in all circumstances. And, and I believe the, the answer is yes, we can. Otherwise, we wouldn't be challenged to take that step. Uh, but also, it, I think the answer lies in our perspective. You know, our perspective, how we see things. And, and our perspective in particular of thanksgiving. So uh, only then we'll be able to give thanks to the Lord always. Um, and, and, you know, as we talk about perspectives that will be helpful that we should have, 
Let me just really quickly remind us of a couple of perspectives that will rob us of thanksgiving. You know, and again, it's good for us to reflect. And I would say that the the culture that we live in, um, man, if we just kind of go along downstream with our culture, it's going to be very easy for us to pick these things up. So, you know, these are things that will steal away our gratitude. So I just want to name three. I know there's more, but these are three biggies. One is pride. Right? If we're, we're prideful, it's hard to have gratitude. Um, another attitude is uh, a critical spirit or constant complaining. Can anybody say amen or ouch? Right? Those things will rob us of, of thankfulness. Instead of being grateful, you know, finding something to complain about. Do you ever hear the expression, there are people who will find a solution to every problem, and there are people who will find a problem for every solution. Right? So we're talking about perspective here. You, you know, in a, in a verse that, that I've just personally been meditating on, um, you know, tying in with, with, with these ideas, you know, we're told in Scripture, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. You know, so this idea of magnify. And, and actually, you know, psychology tells us, you know, whatever thought we focus in on magnifies. So we focus in on the Lord and the Lord is going to be magnified in our life. That's why, you know, media and the news outlets and plenty of other places will uh, try to sort of shock us and get us riveted to negative things because those things will magnify and we'll keep going back to it, you know, for more. Uh, A third attitude that keeps us from being, uh, keeps us away from being grateful is just carelessness. Just being careless. And someone once said that if the stars only came out once a year, we would stay out all night to watch them. Isn't that true? I don't know if you've ever noticed here on a Wednesday night, you know, uh, when, when we leave church, I know in the summertime, you know, it's getting darker later, but like time like now we show up and it's dark out. Have you ever left Grace and Peace and we just got this big open parking lot and just look up at the sky and look up at the stars? You know, I mean, it just, it just looks different from, from home for me. There's just so much more to absorb. And I'm a little bit of a, of a geek with that stuff. So I'll just kind of stop and pause. And sometimes I'll, I'll just sit there and, and just stare up at the sky. You know, but isn't it true? There, there are so many blessings, so many things to be thankful for all around us. And carelessness, just, just forgetting to remember those things. You know, we, we can wind up losing uh, an attitude of gratitude. So again, this, this, this thought that this person said, if the stars came out once a year, we would stay out all night to watch them, but they're there every night and we've grown accustomed to them. So a good question to ask ourselves on this eve of Thanksgiving is, hey, are there any really awesome blessings that are a part of our walk with God and things that God has been showering on our lives that we've let ourselves grow accustomed to? So, so uh, as we look at the idea here of, okay, let's maintain a biblical perspective. Let's maintain Thanksgiving. Um, three biblical ideas about Thanksgiving that we're going to go through and look at here tonight. And the first one is just simply this, that Thanksgiving should be expressed. I don't know about you, but I have, I have found myself, I have found myself more times, embarrassingly more times than I would want to admit where someone has been a blessing in my life 
or God has brought a blessing in my life and I've not taken the time to either acknowledge it to the Lord or acknowledge it to the person. You know, and, and I've actually had times where I've just stopped and thought, this person has no idea how much of a blessing they were in what they did here. You know, I got to make sure that I let them know. You know, so uh, certainly to the Lord, you, you know, biblically speaking, um, I mean, we can look at it right at Psalm 100 where it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. You know, it's like right as we're coming through the door, make sure that there's thanksgiving. And then uh, it en- enters gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Uh, David says in Psalm 107 verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And, and, you know, we read in Luke 17, uh, the story of the 10 lepers who were healed by Jesus. And, you know, as the story is laid out and unfolded for us, uh, out of those 10 who were healed, only one came back to give thanks. You know, the other nine just, you know, uh, just went on their way. So God appreciates our thanksgiving. Uh, it, it, it blesses the Lord as we minister to him. It glorifies him. And it endears him to us, doesn't it? Right? When we remember to thank him, right? It draws. Think about it. When there's somebody who comes up to you, have you ever had somebody just honestly, sincerely tell you, hey, thank you? I mean, we don't find that offensive, right? We don't say, I don't know, that person just pushing me away with all their gratitude. You know, that's just not how it works. No, it's the opposite. Is we, we find that, that we're more endeared to the person. Um, and then, so if we're not grateful, we're not going to express our, our thanksgiving, and then it'll wind up having the opposite effect. That's uh, Romans one twenty one. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor uh, gave thanks to him. And then their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So man, when we look at the importance of being a thankful person, I mean, it just, it, it just does so much for our lives. But this, this first thought is just this understanding that it really, really needs to be expressed. So, so how and when can we say thanks to God? Well, anytime and for any reason of anything that we're grateful for, right? But uh, ways that we can show him thanksgiving is by spending time with him. Right, just spending some uninterrupted time just to love on him, to get in his presence, to listen for his voice. Uh, how many know that we're expressing gratitude to the Lord when we forgive others? When we serve his church, we're express, expressing gratitude to him. When we share the gospel and his plan of salvation, we're expressing thanksgiving to the Lord. When we reach out to hurting people, uh, when we give God the very best of our time and of our talent and of our treasure, you know, uh, and at the end of the day, the giving of our time and service, whatever it is that we're doing first, right, it should be to the Lord. When we're sowing our tithes and our offerings and our giving, you know, it should be joy over the things that we talked about today, the fruit, but first and foremost, it should be in thanksgiving to him right? And then our talents, the talents and gifts that he gave us, it ought to be that those things are are an expression of of love and thanks unto him. And then when we praise him enthusiastically from the heart, that is giving thanks to the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen.
All right, so hey, we're going to go over to Pastor James now, and he's going to lead us, and let's just have some time of worship, and just want you to feel free through this evening, uh, whatever it looks like for you. Uh, Like I said, we'll kind of be going back and forth here, but uh, if you want to make an altar in your seat, if you want to stand, if you just want to sit, if you want to be on your knees, come up front, however you want to do that, you just let this be a, a spot to just dig in with the Lord. Amen. Praise you, Lord. With a thousand tongues to lift one cry Then from north to south and east to west We'd hear Christ be magnified Were the whole earth echoing His eminence His name would burst from sea and sky From rivers to the mountain tops We'd hear Christ be magnified Oh, Christ be magnified Let His praise arise Christ be magnified in me, oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life, Christ be magnified in me. When every creature finds its inmost melody, And every human heart its native cry Oh, then in one enraptured hymn of praise We'll sing Christ be magnified Oh, Christ be magnified Let his praise arise Christ be magnified in me And oh, Christ be magnified From the altar of my life Christ be magnified in me And oh, Christ be magnified Let his praise arise Christ be magnified in me Christ be magnified from the altar of my life Christ be magnified in me Oh, I won't bow to idols I'll stand strong and worship you If it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice cause you're there too. 
I won't be formed by feelings. I hold fast to what is true. If the cross brings transformation, then I'll be crucified with you. Cause death is just the doorway into resurrection life. If I join you in your sufferings, then I'll join you when you rise. And when you return in glory with all the angels and the saints, my heart will still be singing. My song will be the same. Oh, Christ be magnified. Let his praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. And oh, Christ be magnified. Let his praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. And oh, Christ be magnified. Let his praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. So, Lord, as we're challenged in the word, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Lord, we just say now, uh, just with fresh affirmation, fresh purpose, that we want to not magnify the other things we wind up magnifying. But, Lord, we want to magnify you. Lord, we... We change that verse. We say, oh, magnify my problems with me and let's exalt my worry together. Lord, we renounce that no more in Jesus' name. Oh, magnify my fears with me. No, no more, Lord. Oh, magnify my sin with me. Let us justify it together. No more, Lord. No more. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and I'll exalt his name. Lord, we exalt you. We love you. Lord, just as we are on the eve of this national Thanksgiving celebration, Lord, what a, just a, a beautiful holiday with a beautiful concept for us to pause, to just retune our gratitude, to re-acknowledge our utter dependence on you. Lord, just like every other holiday in this nation, there have been all kinds of secular add-ons that we could focus on without allowing them to point back to you. 
And so, Lord, we just say that we bow our hearts tonight. And we ask you, Lord, to take our perspective, take what we see. Lord, there's scary things. There's ugly things. There's painful things going on in our world, but help us to see what you see because we know in the end you win. So Lord, let us not see through eyes of hopelessness. Let us not see through eyes of despair. But God, let us see through the eyes of faith. Let us see through the eyes of knowing that you have a plan and that you are at work every moment to redeem and to save. So Lord, just afresh and anew, would you anoint your people tonight? Lord, would you wash over our view, our perspective, our attitude? Help us to see you. Lord, whatever might be heavy that trips us up from doing this, Lord, just by faith tonight, we lay it down at the foot of the cross. He said, if there are any that labor and heavy laden, to turn to you, to take your yoke. So we put down every other yoke, Lord. And we just turn to you and we bless you. so good. Lord, as we looked at some of these things that trip us up, Lord, Lord, our, our pride, complaining, criticizing, just carelessness, distraction, deliver us from all of that, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for a fresh work in our mindset. Thank you. We've been given the mind of Christ. Hmm. I just feel so impressed. So, so Lord, we, we speak to the fiery darts of the evil one. We speak to the lies of the evil one, Lord, that we have bought into that would keep us out of gratitude. And we just cancel you now in the name of Jesus. We call those lies what they are. We say, enemy, you're a liar. Lord, every, every perspective that would exalt itself against knowing you and the knowledge of you in our lives, we say no to now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the mind of Christ. Lord, anything that we have sown to by meditating on, by stewing on, we just surrender to you now when we pray crop failure to those things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord, would you just pour down wherever it's needed this evening fresh hope, 
Pour down just fresh your perspective on us, God. Holy Spirit, just move and work in our midst tonight. We seek you. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Told us, Lord, to bring down every vain imagination, every false philosophy, everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Lord, we're, we're even asking now, Lord, even as we'll be taking communion soon uh, and, and examining our hearts and our lives, Lord, the things that we don't even realize are doing that in our lives, exalting themselves against the knowledge of you. Lord, show us where those things are at. Show us those things that, that we've just given attention to that are not from you. Lord, create a clean heart and renew a right spirit. And we just bless you. We worship you, Lord. We love you tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, all of this we, we pray and we believe you for in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, uh, let's look a little more in the word on some of these things. How are we doing so far? So good, everybody? Yeah, amen? All right. Bless the Lord. Um, so we talked about, you know, and really my, my thought coming into this tonight is um, what, what I really felt was, oh, the days we're moving into, God's people have to be a grateful people. In order to really show this world the Lord, we have to live in a biblical gratitude. You know, so not only is that gratitude to be expressed, like we, we just spent some time on, um, but our, our thanksgiving also should have a wide range. It should be expansive. And, and I'll explain what I mean that, you know, uh, it, it should at least include, let's talk about three things that our, our thanksgiving should include. And so I just want to kind of get practical because as we get practical, it can help us sort of search our lives. And, you know, as I give examples and we look at things, we can maybe say, oh, okay, yeah, there's an area where, yeah, there's, there's great gratitude in my life to, toward the Lord. Praise God. Or, or maybe there's other areas where we look and say, ah, oh, man, I, I'm missing that. I need to get that back online you know, in my life. So, uh, so three areas where uh, that should be included in our thanksgiving. The first is the blessings of life. And again, uh, you know, in our, in our grumbling, uh, have it your way right away culture, right? Uh, the blessings of life. You, you know, have you, have you ever, you know, thought about it from this perspective? Those dirty dishes piled up in the sink? Well, that means there's food in the house. Amen. You know, uh, that house that needs to be cleaned, the dust that always comes back, means we have a roof over our head. We have a home, right? And that laundry that always just reappears in the hamper, just like, like it does it on its own, right? That means we have clothes on our back. You know, so just thinking about things like that, you know, sometimes we, we think of, you know, relationships and sometimes there's rub and friction in our relationships. But the, the, um, the, the blessing perspective is, but Lord, there's relationships that you've brought into my life. 
You know, so, so no matter what area it is, we can look at it and see the blessing that God brought and it'll help us not move into that spirit, which again is, it's something, uh, it's, it's insidious. It's just in our culture. We marinate in this culture, unless we're hermits that live somewhere without contact with the outside world and, you know, just are able to read our Bible. You know, we have the, the world trying to assault us. Uh, we need to, you know, uh, uh, look for what is the blessing, you know, in what I have here. So, you know, and, and a lot of times our, our, our prayers can be very general, you know. Uh, God, I thank you for all your blessings. I know I, I, I say that a lot. Lord, thanks for all your blessings in Jesus' name. But it does good to stop sometimes and, and say, so am I, am I taking time to really grasp an awareness of what all those blessings are? You know, uh, it'll do us good to do that. So uh, you ever hear the, you know, the... the the hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Amen. So, so blessings, that's one area uh, of thanksgiving. And then the second, and this might sound a little bit like, really? Are you serious? The second area is the burdens of life. The burdens of life. You know, this can be a tough one. Again, uh, back to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. And back in Ephesians 5.20, always giving thanks. You know, so uh, in my own Bible reading right now, I'm in the book of Acts. You know, so, you know, you look at the life of Paul and, you know, Paul is run out of town. He's beaten. He's whipped. He's imprisoned. He's betrayed by friends. He's naked, cold, hungry, shipwrecked, uh, is stoned, left for dead. But he never stopped giving thanks. Many of us could, could be aware, uh, Philippians, the book of Philippians, you know, one of the things about Philippians that's so interesting is the joy that is laid out. Um, it, it's just so evident in, in this letter that Paul writes to the church at Philippi. And yet we know historically he wrote it from prison. You know, so he was somebody who learned in his walk uh, to give thanks in all things. And, you know, several things that, that Paul said that really show he really had this perspective down. Uh, Romans 8.18, he said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Wow. Man, there's a lot of, a lot of depth to be mined out of that statement, right? Second Corinthians 12, 10, he says, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, Philippians 1, 12. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. So again, we're not, um, you, you know, our faith isn't to be, uh, Lord, would you bring some hardship on me today? <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know uh, it, we're not thanking God. You know, God doesn't get some kind of twisted satisfaction out of our suffering. Church, here's the thing. God is bigger than the suffering. That's really what we get a hold of. You know, and we lose our gratitude when in those moments of suffering, if, if we'd be honest, a lot of times we're saying, oh man, the, the suffering is bigger than God. Or we have allowed ourselves to adopt a, a faith that's, well, if I'm good, then life will go perfect. And if I'm doing well, life will go perfect. And, you know, biblically, we are more than conquerors and we have victory every single time. Can you say amen? 
you know, but in that it is the good fight of faith that we have to fight. And, you know, when something difficult is happening, a lot of times the question we ask is why? But if we hold on to this perspective that the Lord is bigger than it, really the question is what? Lord, what is it that you want to do on the other side of this? You know, when we look at our brothers and sisters around the world in, in places of intense persecution, you know, church, we have to be able to reconcile we are lavished with such blessing in this nation. And we, and we, we look in other places of the world where, where people are, are paying such dear prices for their faith. But those that are enduring and going long haul for the Lord, they recognize that God is bigger than it. And that God is going to bring something redemptive out of it. So that could really be freeing for us to grab a hold of, you know. And that doesn't mean, you know, so, so we know biblically God doesn't put sickness on us. And again, God doesn't get some kind of, you know, demented satisfaction out of our pain. It's, it's the opportunity for us to live by faith for God to be glorified. And there's just something deeper that happens in our life on the other side of it. So it's not that, you know, you, you know, if, if I'm honest, I'd say, well, I sure do love the mountaintop better than the valley, you know, and, and of course we do. <laughs> of course we do. Amen. But when we go through the valley, we don't have to be afraid of the valley because the Lord is going to bring us through the other side. And on the other side, there's going to be something more beautiful, more deep, uh, more um, special uh, that's going to have been done in our life. Can you say amen? Hey, can I just ask a question on, on the earthly level? Whether it's a friend, a parent, a spouse, a child, but have, can you think back to a difficult situation that you and that person locked arms and walked through together? And what was the result on the other side of that? Y you were more endeared to each other, weren't you? You know, so if we turn to the Lord and look to him, Lord, somewhere here in the valley, I know that you're with me and that you're bringing me through the other side. And so in that, we can give thanks. Amen. How can we give thanks? So it doesn't say we give thanks for all things, but it's in all things that we can give thanks. Surely Paul was not floating in the middle of the sea for days saying, Lord, this is so great. Thank you. Thank you. What a blessing. You know, but instead it was, Lord, I thank you. You are with me. You are bringing me through. You know, and I, I don't want to start letting, um, letting out some of what we're going to get into, what we talk about in this next year. But, um, you know, in the natural, 2024 is not shaping up to be a flowery bed of ease. But you want to know what? I think for every one of us, do you believe with me it could be the best year yet? Could you dare to believe with me that it, it could be the best year yet and that it has nothing to do with what happens in the world around us? It has, has everything to do with how much do we cling to the Lord and walk with him through whatever is coming down the road. Let me not get too far off on that because I'm getting into New Year's Eve's message. Amen. <laughs> All right, the third area of thanksgiving, and then let's get back into some worship and some prayer time, uh, now goes into the benefits of life. You know, so now, yes, the hardships, but also the benefits. And, you know, when the Israelites focused on what they didn't have, 
they failed to see all that they did have. And the Lord even warned them about it, you know? So, you know, uh, by nature, if we keep a prayer list, even if it's up in our head, if we're praying people and we pray, and some of us, maybe even we write down um, the, the prayer list, but we also want to keep with our prayer list a praise list. You know, because the prayer list, all we got to do is look around and that prayer list is just going to grow, 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 right? But if we can keep a praise list, then we're thanking God, um, right? Doesn't it tell us Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, bless his holy name. Uh, forget not all his benefits is what it says right on the, the front end of, of, that, of that psalm. You know, I mean, uh, Pastor Ralph, I've heard him share this uh, couple of different times and it, and it hits deep every time he shares it, you know, uh, for the unsaved person who doesn't ever turn to Christ, this is, this world is the closest to heaven they'll ever get. But for the believer, the junk in this world, that's the closest to hell we'll ever get because we're heaven bound, right? Bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. Amen. So why don't we just spend a little time maybe in some inventory uh, as we worship, just bringing before the Lord. So, you know, my, my thankfulness as a lifestyle, how is it, you, you know, in, you know, these three settings, these three areas that we looked at here, you know, the, uh, the benefits, the, uh, the, the burdens, uh, the blessings, the blessings, the burdens, and the benefits. So, and again, just to be clear there, the idea, you know, is to make sure that we're counting those blessings that he's given us. So, amen. Let, let's, let's reflect a little. Let's, let's worship. Let's bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. fall short I've got nothing new how could I express all my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do but every song must end and you never do so i throw up my hands and praise you again and again because all that i have is a hallelujah hallelujah and i know it's not much but have nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got one response, I've got just one move with my arms stretched wide. 
I will worship you, I will worship you. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, we adore you, Lord. We give you thanks, we give you praise. We lift up our gratitude to you tonight here before you lord we say come on my soul but don't you get shy on me lift up your soul because you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the lord oh come on my soul oh don't you get shy on me lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord So come on my soul Oh don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Praise the Lord you we lift you up king jesus you're worthy god worthy of it all so we give you our best we give you everything we are so i throw up my hands and praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king, except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah.
you'll come on my soul oh, Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Get up and praise the Lord Come on my soul oh, Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the before you just grateful thankful we do ask Lord by the power of your spirit Lord would you do a, a fresh work in us that from this Thanksgiving to the next we would carry a, a deeper, more consistent sense of gratitude, more purposeful. Lord, in those great blessings that we would see the blessings where sometimes we miss them. Lord, in those times of burden, those times of storm and trial, benefits that we hold as your children. And we recognize the enemy would want to turn our eyes. It's his oldest trick. See what you can't have. See what you don't have. But Lord, we, we recognize that for what it is. God who supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory. 
You are the God who calls us to delight in you and you'll give us the desires of our heart. So thank you that as we walk in close to you, there are sanctified wants and desires. There are purified wants and desires and needs. And so Lord, deliver us from the spirit of this age that wants to say not enough or you don't have it, but just all of our transaction would be through a lens of immense gratitude. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, just while we're in this worshipful posture, I'll just hit uh, just some thoughts here and on this, this last point. And if you did not receive communion, if you missed one of the ushers when you were coming in, if you could just put your hand up and an usher will find you and uh, make sure that you get some. Uh, get a communion cup because we're going to take communion together in, in just a minute. And actually, I'm realizing I forgot to uh, grab it on the way in. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. So just the, the last thought here on uh, Thanksgiving uh, is just that it's from the Lord's perspective, it's expected. Uh, Thanksgiving is a mark of a growing Christian. Uh, it is the mark of a giving Christian as well, isn't it? Uh, nothing loosens up our generosity like gratitude, right? We see it in scripture with uh, Zacchaeus, right? His interaction with Jesus, you know, he has this awesome interaction and he's like, you know, I'm going to just give away and, uh, you know, if I've wronged anybody, I'm going to give them back multiplied and just, uh, the, you know, it's, it's we, we see it in modern day in the Scrooge picture. You know, Scrooge gets some generosity, uh, uh, a recognizing of the blessing of what life is and it, it's, a, it's a total turnaround. You know, so Thanksgiving uh, w will be something that will grow our generosity as well. And then also, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, it, it's not only growing Christians and giving Christians, but it's glowing Christians as well, right? The world has run into too many cranky saints. Amen. And when there's a joy of the Lord on us, that is a powerful testimony to the world around us. Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9, and then 17. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. It's part of that perspective we looked at just, just a minute ago on when we're going through the valleys. And so in light of all this, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Amen. So as we prepare our hearts for communion tonight, I'd like to just invite us, uh, again, if, you know, you're just 
better off where you are in your seat, that's fine. Don't feel a, a pressure for this. But if, if you're able to, and if you'd like to, I'd like to just have us gather at the altar here together and just kind of pull in. And, you know, I love this topic of Thanksgiving. And part of it, I have to say, is because I need to be reminded all the time. Anybody else need to be reminded with regularity to, to stay thankful, you know? But so, so it's always just such a, a blessing for me uh, to be reminded. Uh, and, and, you know, Thanksgiving comes around with great regularity. Uh, every fourth Thursday of November, we're going to have a Thanksgiving. And so it's a, it's a theme and a topic that we lean into. Feel free to press in a little more too. Amen. I felt during the, the, the last time of worship, I, I think, um, I feel like the Lord was giving me a little bit of a glimpse of uh, what's available to us tonight uh, in, this, in this time here together. And uh, I, I, I do want to say that I really feel, and, and we will revisit this with regularity, um, I do feel that it's going to be very important for God's people to stay in a place of gratitude. I, it's going to be a little bit of a, it's going to be like a, an insulation against all the toxicity of the world, you know? And there's so many benefits to it. God designed us to be grateful. So when, when that's absent, uh, it's just like, it's just like when there's absence of vitamins in your body and disease can come physically, it's like it. It's like a vitamin. I never worded it that way before, but just it's, it's for our soul and for our spirit, thanksgiving. So, uh, so I, I think we, we really want to purpose to really leave practicing gratitude. And, and by the way, one simple way that we can do that is uh, uh, have a gratitude journal. Or if you don't have that on, on paper or on your iPhone or your tablet, you could just make it something mentally at the end of every day and at the start of every day. Just three things I'm grateful for. And then you start to purpose on, let me not say the same things over. Let me, let me try to think of some other things, you know. But here's what's really exciting to me. I, I, I believe I heard the Lord saying tonight that um, a, a new Thanksgiving in hearts in this, whether it's in this room, watching online, that part just wasn't super clear. I believe it's probably both. Um, that the Lord will break off resentment. He'll, bring, he'll break off habit anger. He'll uproot bitterness. I really believe I heard the Lord saying tonight that he was going to root out junk in people's lives tonight as we surrender with a fresh thanksgiving unto him. So just if you have any place, and, and, and I even had the sense, this wasn't in words, but just, just kind of had the sense in my, in my gut that even for folks that have been in stubborn places with these things, you know, like, well, it's just, I, I always get back to anger or, you know, I always get back to resentment or, you know, I'm always complaining or I always go back to being down. I felt like the Lord was really saying that he, he really wanted to bring some deliverance from that tonight. And, but, but I believe it was like an as, I mean, we'll, we'll pray toward that end, but I believe it was like an as you go deliverance that, you know, as we, as we practice being thankful, you know, so just, just however, I hope I did justice in, in expressing that, but I just, you know, and we receive by faith, you know, we just receive by faith, but believe that it was a little bit of an invitation to the Lord saying there's, there's some real significant change that he would want to bring uh, in, in our lives here tonight. So, amen.
Amen. So, hey, as we prepare to take Thanksgiving here, oh, and you want to know one other thing? One other thing I felt to share is very different than just preaching from a sermon from sermon notes. Um, so this is very different than how we do a service where you know we have you know the song you know the worship block then the message block which we still hopefully worship the Lord as you know um, but back and forth and listening and reflecting um, I just want to exhort and encourage us in our modern gadget culture where there's noise around us all the time um, to invest in solitude and reflection silence quiet time with the Lord and you, you know our I, I know ADD is a real thing um, with that our culture has groomed the population to live ADD you know so the way that we can resist that is to have build in times and and you know in the beginning it might even be tough if we're not used to just silence just learning to listen for his voice, stopping to really reflect. So that's been a part of the dynamic tonight. I know that, again, this is, this is different than typical, but um, I think probably it's a healthy thing for us to have times like this on a regular basis. Certainly taking communion is a great time for us to really just stop and reflect, quiet our minds. And the good news is Lord will really work in that. He'll really inhabit you know, those times. So just felt like that was important to, to throw that out. You know, maybe even as we're having Thanksgiving tomorrow, we can reflect on some of the things that whatever the Lord is, you know, putting his finger on for our life here tonight. So, so Lord, as we uh, take communion here together, Lord, we are remembering that it is the breaking of your body, Lord Jesus, that has provided for us wholeness and healing any in every area where we might need it. And in shedding your blood, you broke the chains of every bondage, of every sin. Thank you, Lord. You told us that healing is the children's bread. You told us that sin shall no longer have dominion over you. In, in Peter that your divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. So Lord, before we take this communion together, Lord, just around, around this room online, Lord, wherever there's a need, Lord, wherever there is a broken body, wherever there is a wounded, broken, hurting soul, Wherever there is spiritual need, Lord, we just pray for the person on our left and on our right, in front and behind, or for everyone watching, everyone listening. We thank you, Jesus Christ, you are the healer. Jesus, we thank you, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And Lord, as we look at these emblems, as we reflect on these emblems, we are so grateful for the great price that was paid so that we could be free and whole. I pray tonight, Holy Spirit, that there would be a renewed awe 
our current level of gratitude and do in it so that we're walking as you would want. I know we're growing. I know it's a growth process just for each of us. Holy Spirit, would you just lead each of us to go onward and upward. Lord, those that are dealing with oppression tonight, Lord, as we look at this communion, you broke oppression. And again, as we prayed against the lies of the evil one earlier, Lord, we ask that you would root out, that you would uproot, and that you would expose every place where lies of the evil one are being held on to even now. Just if it wasn't covered before, Lord, expose it, make it clear. We say no to it. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your word. We say yes to your way. And so, Lord, in all these things, as we now take communion together, we're believing you for them. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's partake. Pastor James. falls around your throne who can know your glory so high above yet slain for us you alone are worthy and the praise is yours and the praise is yours. You're the one we bow before. Reigning over us as we lift you up. You will reign forevermore. And the praise is yours. And the praise is yours. You're the one we bow before Reigning over us As we lift you up You will reign forevermore The one who was and is to come your God of every moment forever crowned exalted now you alone are holy and the praise is yours and the praise is yours 
You're the one we bow before, reigning over us as we lift you up. You will reign forevermore, and the praise is all yours, and the praise is yours, and the praise is yours. You're the one we bow before, reigning over us as we lift you up. You will reign forevermore in this moment, right now. Give you all the glory. We give you everything we are, all that we have, all the glory and praise, glory and praise, power, power and strength. And worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory and praise, power and strength. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory and praise, power and strength. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, glory and praise, power and strength, worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, glory, glory and praise, power and strength, worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, worthy is the Lamb of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, and the praise, and the praise is yours and the praise is yours you're the one we bow before reigning over us as we lift you up you will reign forevermore and the praise is yours and the praise is yours and the praise is yours you're the one we bow before reigning over us as we lift you up you will reign forevermore glory and praise glory and praise power and strength Worthy is the Lamb of God, hallelujah. Glory and praise, power and strength. Worthy is the Lamb of God, 
Hallelujah, glory and praise, power and strength, worthy is the Lamb of God, hallelujah, lift your voice and say glory and praise, power and strength, worthy is the Lamb of God, Hallelujah, 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 worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, worthy is the Lamb of God, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. Bless you, Lord. Again, Lord God, thank you just for this time. Lord, truly, (laughs) it is a precious thing for us as the body to be able to gather together in a fellowship and to worship together and to... uh, consider your word. Lord, we lift up Thanksgiving Day tomorrow for whatever uh, family times, whatever will be going on tomorrow. Just pray your blessing on all your people. Lord, we pray that there would be an anointing and a joy uh, from you on each one. Lord, we pray that, uh, Lord, we would, by your grace, be those glowing Christians uh, that the world would encounter. And Lord, uh, should we be with those that aren't serving you? Let us be salt and light. Let your love, let your presence be so evident. May we be ministers of reconciliation for you. And Lord, for any that are um, just dealing with challenge and tough time during the holidays, Lord, thank you for multiplied grace upon them traveling mercy and all the traveling and coming and going. So Lord, we just commit ourselves, commit this season into your hands. Lord, it is in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.